Welcome back, everybody, to the WKV Podcast. Um, before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about the new sponsors of this podcast, and it's going to be Underdog Fantasy. Um, it's, it, Underdog has the easiest and most fun way to spice up this NBA season, and it's going to be their brand new Pick'em game. Um, for Pick'em, all you got to do is just pick the over or under on your favorite or even least favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website, and they have a mobile app. Um, all you got to do is just pick between two and five players, and you can take home some cold, hard cash. Just go ahead and use code WKB and get a free deposit match of up to $100 when you sign up and make your first deposit. Now let's get back into this episode. Here comes Kane. Hold on for time. Welcome back, everybody, to the actual fifth episode of the We Know Ball podcast. Isaac fucked it up last episode. He said it was the all fifth. Right, it was man. actually the fourth. That's why he's not doing the intro today. Uh, we are going to recap the Suns and Magic game. Suns won 102 to 99 in a close one. What'd you guys think of it? Well, uh, I can't say that I was like surprised. Like, I there was never really a point in the game where I was like angry or upset that it was a really close game for some reason. Like, I kind of was just like fine with it the whole yeah. time. I never really felt any sense of like oh, shit, like, we need to pull ourselves together. Like, this is a really bad look or anything like that. I kind of was just like, yeah, man. I mean, if we lose this game, like, shit, I don't really – like, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm just waiting for the playoffs, man. Yeah. Well, we got 17 more games? I think so. Yeah, can't wait for that. No, nah, but it's like – it was a pretty – I want to say, like, normal Suns game for the most part, other than, like, the obvious part of missing so many players. Yeah, and Shamit um, being six threes. And Shamit being good. But, <laughs> um, I mean, Jay was kind of terrible today, but he had 11 rebounds. So, and he was a plus four. So, I mean, again, it's hard. Like, even on a night where Jay has a really awful – he shot 10% from three in this game. Um. Was he one for ten? He was one for ten. Yes, he took ten threes. Oh my he God. shot ten threes and made one. In. Yes, he was terrible. But it's again, it's just like you're never really angry with Jay Crowder. You know, I think we've talked about this yeah. before. But and I, I listened. They were talking about this on the. I don't know if you guys have listened to the Suns Jam podcast before. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. They were taught. They were talking about the same thing. How Jay Crowder is like. Nobody talks about it ever. Yeah, but I feel like we signed Jay Crowder as I think he was kind of like an energy signing too, instead of someone. I didn't. I don't think he was going to contribute on the box score even when we signed him. When he does, it's amazing though. Yeah, he does a lot, actually. <laughs> Jay Crowder has was a. Pleasant surprise, if I'm being completely honest. I was kind of in the same boat as you back when we signed him. I was like, oh, yeah, he's like a a defender who can sometimes get hot from three. But he's actually shown times where he's a lot more than just a 3 and D guy Mm because, I mean, he's he's an amazing rebounder this year. Like, he's rebounding like an absolute demon. Um, And the floater he added to his game out of nowhere. 
like Jay Crowder. <laughs> like if you would have told me we'd sign Jay Crowder and he would expand his offensive game, I think you were crazy. You know? Yeah. One so, thing I want to touch on with the rebounds though, what I've noticed, and I started paying attention to this a lot more in the second half. DeAndre Ayton's rebound stats, I think they get deflated because he lets people on our team just grab the board. I've noticed like when it's just like a bounce, bounce towards him. Like I see campaign just standing there and rushing for the ball, and then DeAndre Ayton just backs off. Or so if he bounces out somebody like really hard and somebody yeah. else will grab the ball. Exactly. So I feel like I feel like if someone took account, like if someone counted games, like the other game we had three rebounds. I wonder how many of those he could have gotten, but he let someone else on the Suns just grab it. Probably at least three or four. Um, we could talk oh, yeah. about – might as well talk about Landry Shamit because of how you feel about him. What you feel about Well, today? okay, well, we can talk about Shamit just because <laughs> uh, – I want to talk about Shamit. I like Shamit. Okay, see, I don't like – I don't hate Shamit. I just hate a lot of the decisions that he makes. When Shamit does his job, like, I have no reason to be upset. Like, I have no reason to hate him. I just get upset with him when he doesn't do his job <laughs> as frequently as he does. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he had an amazing game. He shot 6 of 10 from 3, had 21 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. He, But the big thing is that he made timely shots. It wasn't just like yeah. – it wasn't like the Bucks game where he had 14 in the first half and three in the second half. Mm-hmm. He was hitting shots throughout the game and hit – I forget exactly when it was, but he hit a pretty – I don't want to say clutch, but a pretty important three-pointer, I think, to give us like a six-point leader. I forget exactly what the scenario was, but it was, in a, it was a good shot in an important moment, and that is significant to me when – evaluating player because i mean you see jay crowder he has terrible shooting percentages all the time but he hits the important shots yeah super clutch shots um i saw a stat today that shamit has hit two or more threes in like the last seven games um he's becoming more consistent he's not having those zero point games or zero zero shot made games anymore and Yeah, I hope this I hope this extends to the playoffs because and yeah, we I mean this is what I've been saying is and I'm sure I'm not the only one to say this. He probably is benefiting from getting more minutes. A lot of times, especially with shooters, the way you fix them isn't by taking away their minutes and giving them less shots. That just slows them down most mm-hmm. of the time. So while I wasn't against taking away Shamit's minutes because he his only issue wasn't just missing shots. It was a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, but if he like if he just hits shots, then you know there's nothing you can say. It, like I can forgive the bat, I can forgive questionable defense and questionable ball handling decisions if you just hit your threes, dude. I want to see what he's shooting now. I'm curious. On the season, yeah, I'm very curious too. Because he's had two really good shooting games. Yeah, he hit, he went two for two uh, against someone. I forget. It was the uh, game before the Bucks. Why What's can I? It? Oh, the Knicks game. Yeah. Uh, 
then uh, today he shot sixty percent. Sixty percent today, and I think he was at like forty against the Bucks, wasn't he? Yeah, or at least high thirties or something. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely he's seen a significant improvement since, even since we like started talking about him. Honestly, mm-hmm. ever since we had that little <laughs> game where we, we we compared his contract with other players, he's been, he's been pretty good. He must have watched it or something. Yeah, he <laughs> just definitely heard. He, I mean, we all know he knows Keith, so I mean, hey. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, shit. I was looking at 1969. I clicked on the wrong one. Oh, what? <laughs> Oops. Okay. So. He is shooting. Dude, why is it? Why is it? All right. I'm just. Me? I got this. This is a train wreck. He's now up to 35% on the season. 35.5%. I feel like that's what he was at, though. You know what I mean? No, I think he was at like 34 or something. Oh, okay. So he's improving. Slowly going to get it up to... Um, yeah, I'd be happy with like... Even like 30, like 36, I'd be fine with. Yeah, if he can end it on 36. Like, um, I'd be totally fine with that. Honestly, for I mean, for what we've seen the rest of the season, I'd be chilling if he got up to 36% a game. I'd be totally okay with that. Especially, I want to, I really want to see playoffs for him because, especially if I don't, is Chris Paul, is he, he said it was six to eight weeks, right? So yeah. he might, yeah, that's that timeline. I don't, I highly doubt he misses playoffs do you think they're just going to hold him till the playoffs or do you think he'll come back at all during the regular season i think he's out for the regular season and he'll come back for the first game of the playoffs i truly i don't think they want to get his legs warm and stuff uh or is that something in practice they'll probably work on no yeah they'll run like five on like it's Chris Paul, man. He doesn't. Need to. <laughs> he's, he's his game is all mental. I don't see the point in like sending him back out there for like two games and risking him getting hurt yeah. for no reason. Like that's just pointless. Yeah. Nah, but another great player in this game. And why don't we just start getting into our players of the game? Because I feel like yours was Shamit. Brandon. Yeah, I'm gonna say Shamit. I have to give it to him this time. I I've been. <laughs> Sleeping on him the last few games, not wanting to give it to him. I'm giving it to Shaman today. Yeah, I figured. So I am going to give my player of the game to DeAndre Ayton. Uh, by far our best player in this game tonight. Uh, well, I, yeah, I'm going to say by far our best player because, I mean, they, him and Shaman had the same amount of points, but I think Ayton was like – Yeah, one had 19 rebounds, one had three. If we're just yeah. going off box score. <laughs> yeah, so um, – Aiden was really good today. He had a stretch, a short little spurt in the in the fourth quarter where he missed like three shots in a row. And I know everyone in their head was going like, oh, brother. But he ended up having a really strong game. He had 15 and 10 in the first half alone. And in the game with 21 points and 19 boards, four offensive rebounds. Uh, looking at the rebounding numbers, all the centers – had crazy rebounding stats today, all of them. Even Crowder had 11. There was just a lot of rebounds <laughs> to go around today. And I am thrilled 
that Aiton had a good game, 21-19, and 19, is obviously nothing to scoff at. But I do want to see him do it again tomorrow against Bam Adebayo, one of the best defensive centers in the whole NBA. Probably the best. You could argue that if some Gobert haters could probably argue that he's the best. <laughs> like Miami Heat fans, you know, I mean, every, I mean, I talked about this. I before. definitely Did think there's a debate. For Bam over Gobert? No, not me. What? I'm a there's Gobert a fan. I, 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 I think a there's debate a debate. I think there's a debate for Bam being a better defensive center than Gobert, depending on how you look at it, because Gobert can guard the – or not Gobert, sorry, Bam can guard the perimeter a lot better than Gobert can. But there's, <laughs> there's this energy around Gobert that people are scared to go into the paint anywhere when he's anywhere near them, and that, that can affect teams so much. Yeah. So I, I'm taking Gobert over, over Bam as a defender, as a player. No. Probably Bam. Yeah. Bam's way better. On Just because the offensive threat yeah. and playmaking. No, but I would like to see. I mean, I don't want. I'm not expecting him to have like 30 and 10. Yeah. That's or another, kind of, or even another 20 and 20 game. Uh, I think that's an absurd. I know, like even him being a number one pick. I think that's kind of a crazy expectation for him. Like especially like in general, but especially against Bam Adebayo, I just would like to see him have like a good like a good game. I'd be satisfied if he ended up with like eighteen and eight. If I'm being completely, I think honest. it's it's hard for see. But the thing is, is like eighteen and eight is a good game when we have Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But when he's basically our number one option, it's hard to be satisfied with that. So, well, we're, we're probably gonna have Book back tomorrow. I think. Yeah, he's supposed to come back tomorrow. Okay. So hopefully we'll get a throwback to the well book and eight and duo days in twenty in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. I, I thought that book might wasn't gonna play because he didn't travel to Orlando and unless he takes like a private jet out there, but he didn't travel with the team. Uh, so, I don't know. I just I mean I saw the tweet from Flex. We all know how reliable Flex yeah. is. But, yeah. <laughs> He has been right sometimes. So, and I feel like that's a really awful thing to tweet to be wrong about tomorrow. <laughs> so, like, literally the next day. So, yeah. I'm kind of, ex- I'm expecting to see yeah. Booker tomorrow. So, I, I, and then he'll probably just take a private. I just, I saw a tweet and I think it was from, it was from maybe Kelly or, or Mike. I don't, I don't remember who tweeted one of the two about Cam Johnson and him not traveling to Orlando. So, the odds of them playing, in Miami are really low, but if he does play, that's even better. I'd, I'd much rather him play, especially yeah. against the heat. We, we kind of need that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Aryan, let's hear your player of the game. Um, my player of the game is going to be Cameron Payne. Uh, he had uh, 18 points, 12 assists, six rebounds. Uh, and he only actually had one turnover. Uh, I just think recently, uh, him driving to the paint because he's basically our only player right now that's consistently driving. Uh, I think it helps a lot. It helps uh, kind of space out the floor a little bit more because uh, when he kicks it out, he's, he's been getting a ton of assists. So when he kicks it out, uh, usually people are open. 
Uh, yeah, I just really like his energy recently. And I saw a stat from uh, Sam that said uh, campaign has had 44 assists to 10 turnovers since taking over as a starting point guard. So, Very Chris Paul-esque. Very Chris Paul-like. Yeah. Uh, we've sung the praises of Cameron Payne a lot recently. And I, I even talked about for the Knicks game how Chris Paul-esque he looked and how patient he looked. Cameron Payne, since he came back from injury, is averaging a roundup to 16 points and 11 assists in the last four games. So good. I love Cameron Payne so much. He always amazes me. I am not going to lie. I doubt campaign an awful lot. I feel like to me, he's like, I don't know what it is about him, man. I just cannot sell myself on him being like amazing, like this good. I feel like this is, I mean, (laughs) to me, I still feel like this, like is going to end and he's going to come down to earth. Oh, oh yeah. He has to, but I've always liked Cameron Payne. Like he was the first Jersey I got besides Devin Booker um, off of this roster. So I've always, I don't know why, but I I, like his, his whole story and just everything just has made me love him as a backup point guard. Yeah. Especially since he got in the Suns, he just decided to be an NBA player finally. Yeah. (laughs) Cause when he was on the bulls and, what other teams was he on? He was on the Bulls. Oh, Thunder. Yeah, th- I was going to say Thunder, but I, I wanted see, to say yeah. Magic, but I think that's because Magic was just on my mind. He played he, for the was night. he really only on two teams? I feel like there was no, no. He had to have been on more. I don't think he was on. Chicago, OKC, Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's it. And then he Really? Went to, yeah, he went to China. He went to China? I did not know that. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? God. That's like the whole part of his story. Just completely out of the league. No, I didn't know he got completely washed out of the league. I thought he left. Really? No, I... that's like the biggest part of his story is how he got – he was a lottery draft pick and then failed with two teams. Teams like literally hated him, bro. He got sent to China, and he was like, damn, I really don't want to play in China, bro. And then Monty Williams called him right before the bubble and was like, hey, I want you to play with the Suns. I did not know it was in China. Really? I'd never heard that part of the story. No. That's crazy. I was dude. I always heard the, the story he was halfway out of the league. Like he was not about to get a job. Nah, that dude was gone. Jeez, I did not know that. That just makes the story even better. Yeah, I well, I'm such yeah, a I'm like, such a fucking fake Cameron Payne fan now, too. I actually like can't believe you didn't know that. No, nope. that's actually crazy. That's all they dude. All last season, whenever we'd be on national TV and Cameron Payne would make a layup, that's all they would talk about is how really in China. I I can't believe you didn't. That's I actually missed, like shocking. To me. I missed like maybe one whole Suns game last year, and I never heard that. That's legitimately shocking. <laughs> that's crazy. That's hilarious. All right, let's move on and start talking about players we wanted to see more from today. Aryan, let's have you go first. Um, probably, I'd probably say just, uh, the shoot, I mean, I, everyone had a oh, pretty good game, but I'd say shooting wise, uh, Jay Crowder, but I mean, he did everything else up. So it's okay. But, uh, I would say shooting wise, Jay Crowder, because obviously he shot one for 10 from three, three for 15. Uh, yeah, he just took a lot of shots and 
didn't make many of them. Yeah, I agree. I think that now our joke's going to be instead of our most disappointing player can't be Alfred Payton or Landry Shamit, it's going to be you can't be JaVale McGee anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because he wasn't awful today. No, he wasn't terrible, but I definitely wanted to see more, especially because Bismack didn't get in. Yeah, I would have liked to see Bismack today. But yeah, he, he, his, he had a minus nine in the game. Um, it just all around bad game, but I'm not going to say him. Um, I'm going to say, God, who, who, it's hard because no one had like a terrible game. Torrey Craig had a kind of shitter. He was actually shooting corner threes, but he just missed him this time, but he rebounded the ball decent. He had two steals, two blocks. So. I don't know. I would. I would guess. I would just have to say more from Jay Crowder as well, just because he's been playing so well recently, and then chucks up ten threes. Yeah, this is a rough. Like you guys both said, nobody really had like a terrible game, and we've been we've been harping on Tory Craig so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of getting old. I mean, it's <laughs> just it's just a a skipping record at this point. It's. I mean, what else can you say? Yeah, he's just not—he's just not hitting his shots. I feel like he was better today, for sure. Better defensively, a lot, a lot better. But I mean, he's just not hitting his shot. What can you say? Seems so, like I mean, he was driving more this this game too, though. At least, yeah, he did have an alley oop. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his first one, which is like what he's known for in Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone's seen that clip. Literally, the one that. I we're gonna ha- is it, we're gonna have the intro today for this episode, Brandon. Yep, I'm gonna put it in there. Yeah, it's like the they'll show. know what we're talking about when they listen. Yeah, you'll hear. <laughs> <I'll> hear. <laughs> no, but this is a pretty it's a pretty standard NBA game as it goes, you know. Yeah, I just think I wish I think the game would have been a lot more out of reach if we shot a little better. The magic but- shots. This is 18% from three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like bottom three in the league. Um, shooting threes. Any other team probably would have beat us tonight if we shot like this. We got lucky we played the Magic. Yeah, definitely. Especially, dude, like with missing like so many players and with how like pretty poorly I feel like we kind of played today, it was a good game to have against the Magic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh from this game i mean like i said it's a pretty standard nba game i would have liked to see from a coaching standpoint i would have liked to see biombo in this game i think um we need to talk about mikhail bridges having literally the game winning block because i feel like that's going to get kind of swept under the rug yeah i was waiting for you to say something about that no, that I, was so ballsy he to me to me um Draymond Green has missed way too many games, and I think Gobert has missed a bit too many games as well. I really like he's a lock for first team all defense, right? Mm-hmm. He has to be a lock for first team all defense. Yeah. I really want to see Mikel Bridges win defensive player of the year this season. I need it. I feel like with how much, with how little like recognition the Suns have gotten, I think that. 
to make it up, I think Mikel Bridges getting defensive player of the year would, would make everything better for me. Yeah. And I think he deserves it. No, I do think, I mean, I feel like with Gobert, it's going to start turning into like a LeBron, like a LeBron James situation. Like when he was with the Cavs where LeBron is the MVP every season, but you can't just give him the MVP every season. (laughs) Yeah. They're not like, they're not just going to keep giving it to Gobert. They're, or Giannis, because Giannis or is one of So, I mean, it would be really awesome to see them kind of give it to someone else for a change. And I know of one lanky, goofy guy in Phoenix who would be perfect <laughs> for it. I have no clue if they if they um, updated their ladder yet. They haven't. So, while. maybe in a few days. But he was at number two. And who in the league has really had an amazing game on Mikel Bridges? And it's just, I would only say Chris Middleton. Yeah, Middleton. But Middleton, bro, just like Mikel can never. That's just his kryptonite. Yeah. Chris Middleton is his kryptonite. Bro. And then, like, we can think about the Bucks or Giannis on the Bucks. Um, it's, it's, it's so hard because I feel like Giannis doesn't guard as hard of competition as as Mikel does. You know what I'm saying? I think, I, I mean, there's the video that, that RB posted of all of Aiden's points against the bucks. And for like 75% of those clips, Giannis is just standing in the corner guarding Jay Crowder. <laughs> See what so, I mean? But- yeah. So uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like Giannis is I'm not gonna say Giannis is a bad defender, a tad overrated as a defender. Possibly. He's a very clutch defender. Like, yeah, he he makes plays when it matters. But is his overall defense possibly a little overrated? I think. Yeah, I agree. That's definitely a possibility. Yeah, and you see Mikel Bridges having to guard literally one through four. Whoever yeah, whoever's mean, the best player one through four is he he's has to lock them up every single game. Mikel and Draymond are like the two best to me are the two best all around defenders. Cause Gobert is just like uh and like otherworldly elite rim defense, like rim protector. And Bam is just not on that level. Mm-hmm. So to me, Draymond Green and Mikel Bridges are the two best all around defenders in the league. Cause who else do you see? Like, aren't they pretty much the only two who literally guard star players in every game? Yeah. I, well, I'm sure there's people we're not thinking of. Um, but I mean, like, in the upper tiers of defenders. and Like, Giannis doesn't do it. No. Um, no, I don't think so. Kawhi, Number three is, but Kawhi is injured. Yeah. Number three is Jaron Jackson Jr. Number on three, this last, on the last the, ladder, yeah. The depoy ladder? That's crazy. Is he actually a good defender now? He has the most blocks right now in the league, like total-wise, but he's fourth on per game. That's kind of crazy. Blocks are an overrated stat, but that's, <laughs> that's yeah. still obviously good. Yeah, I don't know. I just would like to see – I think he deserves it for sure. Maybe that's just my, like, biased Suns fan coming out. but And I also think Devin Booker should be MVP, but – and I also think that Monty Williams should be coach of the year. <laughs> so I don't know that we're going to get 
three. I don't even know that we're going to get two, to be honest. Yeah. I, I want, I still think MVP is anyone's this year to grab in that top 10. If book can come back tomorrow and light it up for the rest of the season, I definitely think he could get it, but it would require us to win a lot more games mm-hmm. and for him to be good in like all of them. So, so I, if, I would I say if know. he averages like 30 and five, I'll say for this last stretch and say we win. There's 17 games left. I think we'd, I think he'd have to average like for the bare minimum for him to win MVP, he'd have to average like 30 and five for the rest of the games. And I think the Suns would probably have to have like five or less losses. Yeah. yeah. But I do think coach of the year is a lot. For Monty Williams. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. If it's not, because last year pissed me off with that. Yeah, that was last year it pissed me off, but I understood it. Yeah. But like there's literally no like there's no there's no argument. There's no debate. We're winning. We're still winning without like our two best players. Yeah. Like that's coaching, man. Our basically our three best scores, honestly. The last two games. Like that's coaching, bro. We're not getting carried by any like one or two players right now, nope. and that's it's so important for the playoffs. Like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be mentioning the playoffs a lot, but that's all I've been able to think about. Is, no, I'm definitely in playoffs. Like sure. I just I don't we could I don't want like we could lose fifteen of the next seventeen. Okay, let's hope it doesn't happen, but we could. Well, you want us to at least win two games the rest of the season? No, I, I we could lose all seventeen. <laughs> I, it doesn't change how I feel about the playoffs. And I, the way I feel is I, it's really hard for me. I don't know if this is biased, but it's really hard for me to see any team right now besides, I would say, Philly, the Bucks, and maybe the Warriors could no, take I'm, us in the seven I game wouldn't, series. I wouldn't write off the Nets, dude. Yeah. You, you're not I'm, – I'm, after tonight, it made me think a little bit more. Kyrie dropping 50 on like 19 shots, but it was, that was insane. But I just, I don't see it, especially what was the score. Did they win? Oh, they blew them out. Who'd they play? The Hornets. Yep. Uh, Well, the Hornets don't play defense, bro. Well, then you're just proving my case even more of, I mean, not being worried about the Nets. I don't know. It's just like (laughs) the Nets are a case where it's like, it's KD, bro. I understand. You can't, you can't just like write them off. No, They're I not- know, but I don't. I either way, I don't see the Nets beating a healthy Philly team or a healthy Bucks team at all. I don't see it, especially if Kyrie can't play in those home games. Because I know he got lifted, but I know the team is still like being like strict on that. So, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I just, to me, I mean, I'm more worried about the Nets than I am about like the Heat, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried because the Heat are super, all like a lot of their players are very streaky. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler's having a horrible season. Yeah. So in a seven game series, like, I don't know. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. Sorry to interrupt you. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, when I was I was playing 2K and I was like messing around in my team looking at the trade finder, and I saw that Jimmy Butler is a 94 overall in 2K. <laughs> really? And I was like, I was like, that's way too high. 
because like Steph and LeBron are both 96. Jeez. So I'm like 94 is way too high for Jimmy Butler. Are you Butler. playing then, 2K22 or 2K20? Yeah, 2K20, 2K22, <laughs> yeah. Bro. Because maybe I'm that bubble season, there, I could see it, but. Nah, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I kind of think Devin Booker is better than Jimmy Butler. Is that yeah, crazy? Yeah, I know. I, I agree. And that might just be us being biased. It's, it's really hard for me sometimes to realize if I'm being biased or not. I mean, even if you just compare their – I mean, I've never – maybe if you compare their stats. I'll, I've never actually done this before, so we'll see. I'm going to pull up a comparison and see how – I know Jimmy Butler's shooting like 19% from three this season, so that's already one stat folks got him on. Definitely points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say, I'd say Booker probably takes assists. Uh, Butler probably takes rebounds and steals. And yeah, blocks probably. Defense in general. Defense in general. Yeah. So Booker is beating Jimmy Butler by four points per game. Butler averages one more assist, one more rebound. He's shooting twenty percent from three this season, Jimmy <laughs> Butler. So like, yeah, I don't know, man. I I just feel like. Devin Booker's defense is up to that. He's like a he's a much better scorer than Jimmy Butler. And I feel like his defense is at least to that level now where you can I can comfortably say he's better than Jimmy Butler. Right. Like he's yeah. not a better defender, but his defense doesn't make the argument any worse. Yeah, his his offense is so good. And then his defense is just like good enough that there's not really an argument. Mm-hmm. Cause I would rather like I'd rather have like a top like uh, what do you want to say booker's like a top 10 scorer what is he like he's like 13th in scoring right now right whatever Um, i'd rather have like i'd rather have an elite scorer that can defend pretty well than an elite defender that is shooting 20 percent from three yeah but that's just Devin booker's a top 12 scorer right now there you go and he's point Point four away from being top nine. Who's ahead of him? Donovan Mitchell by point one, Steph Curry by point two, and Jokic by point three. Huh. Interesting. Yep. And then Jason Tatum's less than a point away. John Morant's about two points away. Same with Trey Young. So he's like, he's if right. he two 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 more points per game, and he's top six, almost top four. Top if he three. comes back healthy and uh, plays good, I think he could do that. Yeah, and then he could make his push for MVP. I'd be so happy. Seriously. I'd be so happy if he won MVP. I don't think and, he's going to. And but. also compared to the other guards on this list that are scoring more than him, only one, two, two of them have a better shooting percentage from the field. And who from Trey Young and John Morant? Oh, but neither of them are really MVP candidates. No, and then not, from not Jaw. I mean, Trey's not, and then Jaw is not more of one than Book. Only two have a better three point percentage, and that's Steph Curry and Trey Young. So those are givens. Yep. So he's doing it more efficiently than most of these people. 
by scoring one less point a game, not it's not bad. He has the best record in the league. Yeah, that used to matter a lot. <laughs> used to yeah, matter. what changed, bro? Why do we only care about stats now? Who knows? Like Steph Curry won MVP because they won sixty-seven games. He averaged like twenty-three and a half points. <laughs> But they gave him MVP because they won 67 games. But then, like, I'd say it started with Westbrook. Yeah, the, when, the triple-double. Yeah, that's when people started valuing the numbers over actually winning. Because Westbrook won MVP and the Thunder were, what, like the sixth seed or something? Yeah, they were sixth. So, there, I mean, yeah. I think that's probably – and then Harden got it. And when he averaged, like, 36 or whatever – and that's kind of where it started. I mean, Giannis was never the one seed or anything either. So, so you said that was the year Steph. They won sixty-seven games. Yeah. If we go, if we go year. fifteen and two, we win sixty-seven games. <laughs> yeah. Ex- okay. So, hold on. I need to. I need to pull this up. And let's see the next games that I think we can honestly win. How many? I'm gonna. So let's say, let's like say, let's assume that the Suns win 67 games this year. Let's just say that that happens. They go 67 and 15. Devin Booker this season compared to that Steph Curry season. Let me just a sec. So this year, Devin Booker is averaging 25 and a half points on 45% shooting, 37% from three. Five rebounds, four and a half assists, and one steal. Steph Curry in 2015, or sorry, 2014, when he won MVP, uh, had averaged 24 points a game on 48%. For, she, he shot 44% from three. That is tough to argue with, <laughs> actually. Uh, four rebounds, so about the same. Seven assists, but that's a given. So, but I feel like Booker is a better defender than Curry has ever been right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, if they win the same amount of games, Booker scored more and is a better defender. What reason is there to not give him MVP? I don't think there is one. Maybe like you could say efficiency, but he's, I don't know if he's shooting more shots, but he's scoring more. So, clearly, he is taking more shots if he's less efficient. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. He's averaging almost 26 a game, taking more shots. So, I I mean. On a team kind of with less scoring threats, too, if you think about it, because. Yeah, they had Clay. I mean. No, nah, you mean more scoring threats? Because Curry and Clay was were like the only scoring threats on that team. 20. This is 2016, yeah? Or 2015? The 14-15. Season. Oh, 14-15. Okay, yeah. It was just him and Clay. Yeah, they had Harrison Barnes. Oh yeah, so yeah, but Harrison Barnes was kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what, I don't know well, how good he was that year. Well, actually, yeah. Let me reframe that. More scoring threats, which it actually makes it harder to fucking score. Exactly. We have <laughs> so Book is averaging twenty, almost twenty, like twenty-five and a half a game. Wow, Chris Paul is averaging like fourteen. Aiton is averaging sixteen and a half. Mikel is averaging like thirteen now. I think. Cam Johnson's averaging like 10. Like, bro. <laughs> is that really all Cam Johnson is averaging? Yeah, man. 
That does not I, seem like that. It might be higher now because he's been going off, but it's it's. But even before low. that, it doesn't really. Seem I'm tripping. Like... He's at 13. Okay. I'm crazy. He was at 10 last year. Is Mikel still at 13? Two. Uh, yeah. Probably. He's at I 13 see and his. a half. Yeah, I wouldn't see his going up, but yeah, I was gonna say 10 for Cam Johnson seemed low. I'm curious. Mikel is shooting. He's averaging the same amount of points as last season, but he's shooting 8% worse from three. So I'm really curious about something. About what? I, w- I want to know how much he would be scoring if he shot. Damn. So Mikel is just having a really bad shooting season. Mm-hmm. He's aver- He has a lower pr- – he's averaging 8% less efficiency on – Point six less shots. That's tough. Yeah, and it, I think like he's having spurts too because, like, he'll go ten games with not like barely hitting a three. I think I talked about this on like the first or second episode where he was going a few games with not hitting any threes, just missing them all, and then he would go and hit two, three, four threes in a game for like three or four games. So. Yeah, one of the earlier podcasts. Who's we talking about that? Shooting threes. Yeah, he's definitely he's having kind of a down season, but I mean, again, thirty six and a half percent can't be mad. No, that's still not even bad. Not terrible. Uh, did you guys want to talk about anything else from this game? Not from this game in specific. I think. I think we're good. I think we covered right, everything we really need to cover. Let's talk about tomorrow's game against the Miami Heat a little bit. What what are you guys looking for tomorrow? I'll let you go ahead, Arian. You can answer this one first. Um, obviously, if Devin Booker's back, I'm looking for him to, you know, score. And also, it would just be a whole different, like, a big change of pace with how we've been playing right now. And then uh, DeAndre Ayton, bam, is something I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think it'll be a good game, honestly, even without Chris Paul. I th- I'm excited for this game. Yeah, me too. I think we really, really need DeAndre Ayton to rebound how he did tonight. Um, we can't have one of those, one of those three rebound games like against the Knicks, especially not against the Heat. Um, cause they're just going to get out and transition and shoot. So I think it's, it's so important. Even if Devin Booker is back, he can only do so much. We need Deandre Ayton to be on top of his game. Um, I think he's going to be like the, the make it or break it for us or even just our centers in general or rebounding play in general. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking, I mean, like you guys both said, I'm looking at <laughs> their, they're showing the preview. You know when they're on the national TV games and they have the upcoming national TV schedule shown on the screen? Uh-huh. The, it's showing the Suns and Heat tomorrow, and the two players they're showing are Jimmy Butler and Mikel Bridges. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, to get back to what I was saying, is uh, I would definitely be looking at that Aiden and uh, Bam matchup. I'm 
also going to be looking at if Booker plays, I'm going to be looking at that Booker Jimmy Butler matchup for sure. And I'm also very interested to see um, how Mikel does in this game because he's, I feel like a lot of people have, people have been watching him a lot closer lately since uh, booking, especially since Booker went out. I feel like people have been scrutinizing him a little more and keeping a more closer watch on him than we really ever have before. Yeah. Uh, Do we think, oh, sorry, go ahead, Arian, go ahead. Another thing is uh, Tyler Hero. Uh, he killed us. Yeah, I want to see how we do against him because I, I think recently he's been having uh, really, really good games. He had a uh, 31, 21, 27, 30, 20, 27. Uh, so I'm excited to see how, how we do. Also, Oladipo is back now. Um, pretty sure yeah, he has, how has he been doing? How did you I think that? he played his first game either yesterday or today. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. He had like 11 points, I think. 11 on four of seven, two of three from three. Uh oh, so nothing too amazing. Uh, but that was against the Rockets, to yeah. be completely fair. Um, who do we think is so is Mikel gonna guard Jimmy? Is that I would imagine, yeah. Or I don't see them putting any. I don't see who you don't think he would go on Tyler Hero when he's in the game because Tyler Hero is still getting decent amount of minutes. I, I probably would put him on Hero because and then have like Jay Crowder on Jimmy. Honestly, Devin Booker maybe. Maybe Book. I don't because I mean, like we said, Jimmy Butler has not been much of like a scoring threat. Scoring. This is. I mean, he's still averaging twenty-one a game, which is like. Yeah. Not nothing to scoff at, obviously, but maybe. I mean, we can try it. If not, Jay, I mean, he's shooting 20% from three, so just have Jay play off him a little bit. Jay doesn't really have that foot speed, but maybe he could keep up with Jay. I don't watch a lot of Heat games, so I don't really know much about Jimmy's yeah. game. So I couldn't really tell you if – because Jay can't guard. He can't match up with guards. He just gets blown by all the time. Yeah. So I don't know like what how fast Jimmy Butler is in relative. But also league. if he's if he's gonna um if he's gonna guard one of their guards, he's probably guarding Kyle Lowry. And is Kyle Lowry's old ass, is he gonna just blow by? I don't know. Um, is, is Lowry having a good season? I don't think it's I don't think it's what we expected. Yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting him to be like Oh, he's hurt. He might not even play. Oh, really? He's averaging 13, shooting 35% of the three, eight assists. He's not having a, I mean, that's pretty much all. You, it's kind of what I would expect if I was a Heat fan. That's all I would want. Yeah. I agree. But they. I don't know. They just all click well so together. I think it just makes them more dangerous sometimes. Yeah, yeah do they, we want to oh, – go ahead. I was saying, like, Duncan Robinson was struggling this year. But you know, against us, he'll probably like he'll probably go crazy. Yeah, he'll probably shoot eighty-five percent from three. Yeah, I, I don't know why people are such good three-point shooters against us because it's not like we just we're terrible all the perimeter time. defenders. Like it's not like we can't guard Clarkson, like, Morris. Dude, oh my god, that one that one Bertans game in like twenty nineteen, <laughs> bro. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do but we stopped the out? best shooter of all time, which kind of you know doesn't make any sense. Well, that was all. That was all my my <laughs> defensive player of the year. Yeah. 
Uh, do we want to throw out any predictions for tomorrow's game? Um, I don't because last time I did, we lost. Okay, but we, we can't anyway. We can't. I was just fucking around. No, if you no, I'm actually. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx no, it. No, yeah, I no, win. I got you. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm a fairly superstitious person when it comes to sports, dude. I have. <laughs> I uh, I have a jersey rotation. And I <laughs> like wear, per game. No, I wear a jersey until they lose, <laughs> and then I switch. But then like. In between games, I don't like hang it back up in the closet. I have it like draped over my the foot of my bed. It's like my lucky spot for my jersey. Like your your nightmare protector when you're going to sleep. My night, yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> your dream nah. catcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His Mikhail's long arms can catch everything <laughs> in my sleep. No, um, but yeah, I'm very superstitious when it comes to sports, so I totally understand. Yeah, last time I said that we'd blow out the Jazz, and then we ended up losing. So, so I totally get it. And <laughs> also, I totally lied about Lowry. He played 32 minutes against the Rockets yesterday. Okay, so he probably is going to play. Yeah. yeah. So I'll throw out a prediction. I'll say if Booker plays, um, I'll say the Suns will win by like five points. I feel safe saying that. I'm not going to give out an exact score, but I feel like the Suns win by five. If, if Booker doesn't play, we'll probably lose by – I don't know, because, I mean, we kept up with the Bucks, but – We're also going on a back-to-back. Yeah, on a back a road back-to-back. I just don't see that team keeping up with the Heat in that situation. So we'll probably lose by, like, 10-plus if we without Book. I agree with that. I would, I would probably say the same thing. Yeah, All right. Because at least if we get booked, we have a pair of fresh legs who can, um, like set the tempo for us. Yeah, and he's Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. De- Devin Booker. Yeah. All right. Well, if we've kind of finished talking about the game, we just covered tomorrow's game. Let's get into a few follower questions from Twitter before we wrap it up. We get into the thread here. Just a second. Let's see. All right. First question will be from Junior. We didn't do this question yesterday. I'll ask it. Uh, at Junior323 on Twitter, what do you think the chances are the Suns win it all this year? Yeah, I don't think we did that one. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. Yeah, go ahead. I think the chances are very high uh especially in the west i think we can we're like pretty i don't want to say easily but i think we have a really good chance to make it out of the west i think it's all up to match it's all depends on the matchup who we end up playing if we go to the finals uh, i'm pretty i think with the bucks rematch this year i think we could i think we could win uh yeah so i think overall we have a good chance you want to go, Isaac? You want me to? You want me to say what I'm going to say? Uh, let me. You go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep thinking. Okay. I this is such an, a hard question for me because the playoffs is like ninety percent luck. There's a lot more luck I think that goes into it than people think. Um, I wouldn't say it's ninety percent luck. No, I think I'm being I'm exaggerating, but but I, I think I it's more agree. luck than more luck than 
anything else because it's probably i'd say like <laughs> it's 10 percent luck 20 percent skill Where's uh, the other 70 percent 15 percent concentrated power of will five <laughs> percent pleasure 15 percent pain <laughs> and uh a hundred percent reason to remember the name um i agree yeah i just think there's a lot of luck that goes into it who like who's injured who you know who who has an unlucky series before us and who do we have to who gets hot you know what i'm saying like who gets injured on our who gets hard like who gets hurt okay so i I wouldn't say luck but more chance yeah it's just it's just what like things have to fall in the right place for anyone ever to win a championship but if if everything goes well for every team everyone's healthy well, I, I think that we have I think we have the best chance out of any team right now. I think I agree. The big thing this year is we need more production from our wings, like Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jake mm-hmm. Crowder. We need a little bit more production from them in the playoffs so it eases off the uh, the pressure for Booker and Aiden. I think well, I mean we're seeing it from Cam Johnson already. Yeah, and Jay Crowder just had a really good stretch, and we mean Jay Crowder is going to be the same story in the playoffs. We're never going to really be like angry at him necessarily Mm -hmm. or upset for like a bad shooting game because he's always gonna he's always gonna play good defense and he's always gonna have like a clutch steal or something. Always, it's inevitable. And what do you think the odds are that DeAndre Hayton has a playoffs like he did? last season because that got us pretty far i'm i mean we kind of have to count on it yeah to have any sort of debate about or just a third a third person stepping up in the playoffs it doesn't matter i don't think it matters who it is i think it's i think it being aiden kind of matters a lot just being that big man i think if aiden doesn't show up i think there's not really much we can do yep we just need because you can you can say like that Mikel Bridges shows up and he's he's scores like 18 points per game in the playoffs. But I don't know. I just feel like if we don't if Aiden is absent again, especially against some of the teams, like we can't have him be absent against Gobert or against Embiid or against mm-hmm. like it's or Jokic. Like it just can't happen. So if if Aiden isn't isn't like what we need him to be, we have very little shot unless everyone else kind of just unless like book goes like nuclear and averages like thirty five or something. No, but I I agree with pretty much what you said. I think barring any injuries and assuming everyone kind of plays to their potential, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that there's any team that I think would beat us in a seven game series. It's really hard for me to see us lose four out of set like four games out of a seven game series. Yeah, like just in when general. you when you win, I mean, what's our win percentage? Like seventy, almost. I think it's like 68, 69. Uh, <laughs> higher. Was it? Is it like? Is it seventy nine or seventy eight? It's 80%, exactly. Okay, so it must have just went up today. Maybe I, I remember it was something nine, and then I was thinking 79. 69. No, nah, when, when it's a team we've watched 
I mean, in their last 10, they're seven and three. I mean, I mean, let's even just look at like their last seven games and see what uh, their record is in the last seven games. Well, it's, it's I think it's six and one, isn't it? No. Because no, because oh, no, we lost to the the Pelicans. This is probably not the best time to look at last seven games with all the injuries. To be completely honest. Yeah. No. Okay, but like when everyone was healthy, we uh. Bef- like right before the All Star break, we we were on like a ten game winning streak going into yeah. the All Star. I know that I know in the last three since D Book and Chris Paul have been out, were or last four or whatever, um, uh, we're three and one, and we only lost to the Bucks in the last four that we haven't had them. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's just hard to imagine, you know. I yeah, I just I can't see it but i couldn't see it last year either and (laughs) so yeah all right so let's move on to the next question this is from uh at underscore pv on twitter how did you guys become suns fans arian take it away Uh, so see i was growing up in chicago and during the d rose days that's all everyone would talk about consistently it was always just d rose d rose d rose and uh, I was actually watching one of the games, and I just fell in love with the Suns. Like, I, I watched – I don't know why. I, so I kind of switched up, I would say. But, like, that was, like, when I was, like, eight years old, seven or eight years old. And uh, I just – yeah, I fell in love with the Suns, like, Goran Dragic, like, those days. And then I've just fallen ever since. Obviously, Deepak amplified it a lot. Yeah. You want me to go now, Isaac? Yeah, go for it. So – I kind of – I didn't really have too much of a choice. I was kind of born into it. Um, my dad's from Phoenix, and he was in the military. Um, and then he moved to – or, like, he met my mom in Illinois when he was stationed out here. Um, so I was born in Illinois, too, and I grew up in Illinois, around a bunch of Chicago fans, and Chicago fans are so annoying to me. That's probably one of my host, most hated franchises. Um, but he was a big Suns fan, and that kind of just – I kind of was just born into it. I didn't have too much of a choice. Loved him ever since. Isn't Arian a Bears fan, bro? Like what? Yeah, I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> Bears fans are pretty annoying. No offense, Arian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you. I've no, I, I don't. I don't. You know, you tweet <laughs> no, stuff, no, but no, I don't. No, it doesn't no, bother no. me. I'm not a big football fan anyway. So, Bears fans don't get to me. But Bulls and Cubs. Oh my God, Cubs fans are the absolute worst. I'm a I'm a big Cubs fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had no clue, but. Uh. <laughs> That's I was saying, uh, uh, Brandon, like, you know, like in Chicago, like around 2000, 2009, 2011, it was the everything, it was just about D Rose. Yeah, everyone was wearing those red D, red and black D Rose uh, yeah. shoes you came out with during that time. Yeah, yeah um, it was everything. And that's the thing is, like, so many Chicago fans, they're so stuck on D Rose yeah. still that I don't, I think they like, they're not in the moment now. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. What about you, Isaac? Well, all right. Well, I was I was born in Seattle, which is why I'm a Seahawks fan. In case anyone didn't know, I am a Seahawks fan. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I don't. Sorry, I don't want to talk about. It's just a rough day for me. As a I know. It's, I'm okay. sorry. It's just a little funny. It's I didn't mean funny. to come off rude, but no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about it today. Um, 
But anyway, I moved to Arizona when I was about 10 years old and I didn't actually start watching or get into basketball like at all until after I moved to Arizona. And the first the first basketball game that I like remember watching was actually a Bulls versus Bucks playoff game. <laughs> it was the I think it was like the first round of the 2015 playoffs. That was Curry's first MVP season. And Oh, so you got in pretty late. Yeah. No, okay. I was I was uh how old was I? I was like 13, 12, mm-hmm. 13 when I first watched basketball, like got into basketball. I got Oh, well, I late. guess I was around the same age. Oh my god, was Steph's MVP year really that? I was in like sixth or seventh six, grade yeah, when I, I really in, started watching it myself. Like I was, was, I, like, I was grade. Yeah, I always grew up around it, but like I was when I started paying attention myself was like middle school. So it was oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Steph's first MVP season was fucking I think it was that seems grade. so long ago. Or yeah. that doesn't seem that long ago, but it is that long ago. Wow. Yeah. Nah, but I was a I guess I would I just like claimed myself as a Bulls fan for like half of those playoffs because <laughs> that's like I recognized the Bulls because I like I knew who Michael Jordan was and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched the finals and I was the I fucking fell in love with Curry. <laughs> and I was actually and you guys are gonna f- flip, but I was a Warriors fan. <laughs> Uh, during during their during their 73 and 9 season i was a warriors fan uh because i was that was my freshman year of high. i was 14 years old and that was like me just getting into basketball and i fell in love with steph curry who just won the finals yeah. so can you blame me man <laughs> no but especially when you just get into basketball or like into watching it i i can see i can see why yeah i was only a warriors fan for a year though uh and then I decided in like late 2016 that I was just going to become a Suns fan. And the reason was so that when they're finally good, it can feel like so satisfying. Yeah. And it does. It does and feel boy, so satisfying. Boy, did that pay off. I do not regret watching all those Josh Jackson, Dragon Bender games in the slightest. It's I don't know. worth it. I don't know if this probably not you, Isaac, since you're from Phoenix or from Arizona, but Arian, how often when you're back home, do people call you a bandwagon? Uh, actually, on campus, it's really, really bad. Is it? Yeah, we would just go like hoop or whatever. We would just go somewhere. Everyone's like, oh, did you just become a fan because of last year? I was like, no, I haven't. So is that kind of on campus for me? It was kind of no one. No one really questioned it. But that was also because that was like right after the bubble season, so it, we didn't have that you know finals run yet. We didn't, but, have, that, we didn't have that reputation. Yet. Yeah, so it was sure. after the bubble season. But especially when I was in like high school and stuff, yeah, like I didn't talk to people about basketball because, like, I don't know. A lot of people by me are more interested in like people pay a lot more attention to football. Like that's just so big. No one cares really about basketball Arizona is a huge basketball state yeah I think I think Illinois is a much bigger football state I think Arizona is is a bigger I think people here like basketball more than football look at how the fans treat fucking 
uh, <laughs> Kyler Cardinals. Murray, dude. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? So, yeah, I just it's been it's been fun watching yeah. us grow. Like, because yeah. I didn't even realize when it was when we were so bad. I didn't realize that like that wasn't. I never. I didn't realize how this would feel. And now I forget kind of how it, it used to feel. Yeah. You know uh, I, mean? I was going to say um, in high school, my freshman year of high school, like 2017, it was 2016, 2017. I got my first uh, like Devin Booker jersey. It was the black one that had like the PHX on the front. That was my first Booker jersey too. You know what I was just going to say? I'm pretty sure that's my first Booker jersey too. <laughs> dude, it was such a fire jersey. I still have that. I still have that shit. I, dude, it's <laughs> such a sick jersey. So like I, I low key wish they bring it back. Yeah, uh, I wore it out a lot. Like I was I was wearing it a lot freshman year, and then everyone's like, "Why are you a Suns fan? Like they're terrible." I was like, yeah. "I don't know." Like you know, there's no there's no real like explanation. But now it's like the shift is completely different. It's like, "Oh, are you a fan because of last year?" Yeah, yeah. Um, Isaac, are you a Mariners fan? Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna say yes because I. I- I'm a big baseball fan and I'm a Mariners fan. And I think I saw it in your bio and I was just like, it's oh, in my bio. I watched, I watched like their last, like three games last season. I, I oh. love that one, <laughs> that one where uh, Mitch Hanniger like went crazy. Uh, that was so hype. I loved watching that game. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Baseball's um, fun when it's, when shit's actually happening. Baseball's fun when it's fun. Yeah. But it's not I, fun very much. See, I've I've played baseball my whole entire life, and it is so easy for me to get up and go play play a game. But watching baseball is probably one of the hardest things to do, and Dude, I still oh do God. it just because it's baseball. But it gets incredibly boring sometimes. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, what's the deal with like the if there's going to be a season? So right now, it's like the players association is kind of just try- they're trying to get more money for um like minor league affiliates and um they just want a bunch of rules in place and a bunch of the owners they just don't want to cough up like an extra 30 mil 40 mil a year i'm pretty sure that's all it is um so they're just they're like um like going on strike basically and not playing <laughs> um because they just want they want like more money because like a minor league player gets paid like a thousand dollars a month. Um, and they have to like, they sleep in like 20 people to a room. Like if you look up pictures of it, it's actually like crazy to think that they go from that. And if you play like one MLB game, you automatically like get part of your contract, if that makes sense. So you'll play one game and have a mill in the bank. Damn. But until then you're literally like, surviving on ramen noodles and fucking sharing a room with 10 other people yeah so i think there's gonna be a season i don't think that anything's gonna i don't know not change too much well if there's a season i will be i'll be doing my best to try and watch i'm not i mean it's gonna be summer and i'm gonna be out of school so i won't have much to do without basketball no football no basketball so so i thought of anything else to do have you ever gone to a Mariners game? I have. I was like a child. Oh, so it wasn't um, at T-Mobile Park, was it? It was. But I was like five years old. One second. Because wasn't it? 
Or it was Safeco back then. Yeah, I was going to say they they had they had a a different um Yeah, it was Safeco field back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, um I've gone to like, I went to T-Mobile T-Mobile Park. Um I was at a game last year. Um and we got our ass kicked. So that's the only game I've gone to T-Mobile Park. Otherwise, I've gone to some Cubs games when they came. Um, and with baseball, I had like a just a super big obsession with Ichiro Suzuki, and I have no clue why when I was younger. Um, I know who that is, actually. I would hope so. He's like a fucking – or Ken Griffey. But I, know I wasn't too. really – yeah. Um, I'm terrible with baseball names, though. <laughs> Ichiro is like literally like my favorite. Everything I did in real life, like what like modeled him, so it literally just made me a Mariners fan. That's tight. Which kind of sucks because I I went and they became fans of two like poverty franchises, but now we're just we're just waiting on the Mariners to be good. The Mariners, I think, did I know they just signed some really good pitcher. Yeah. Um, and Robbie they Ray. were they were linked to a ton of other like good players before the strike happened. So I think they have. I don't my very limited baseball knowledge, but I think they have potential. I think they could actually make the playoffs for once, but yeah. I don't watch baseball anymore, but like 2015, 2016, 2017 Cubs was like the most fun I had watching a sport other than I yes. I remember watching I did watch uh when the Cubs won the World Series. I literally remember watching that game. Yeah, I I remember I remember watching the game too. My whole life. I was I was happy for the Cubs because you know I'm from Illinois, happy for all my friends. But now it's 2022, and Cubs fans, that's all they still talk about. That's all they can talk about. <laughs> it's because it's the last thing that happened. What I mean, well, I, I can see, okay, I, and I, I take it into consideration if, if the Mariners or if the Suns win a championship, I'm probably not going to stop talking about it in 10 years. But just, just ride like, let it because people still have those fucking like picket fences in their yard talking about the 2016 Cubs World Series. Do you see those, yeah. Arian? Do you see yeah. those or the flags in the windows? Yeah, yeah, like that's a little excessive. It was almost what it's almost six years ago now. Wow, Jesus. All right, uh, do you guys want to get one more question in before we wrap it up? Yeah, that one kind of took a lot of time. <laughs> we just that one, rambled. we did talk about that one for a while. <laughs> we rambled. That's okay. Let me see if I can find a good one. Uh, did we we did did we do the worst and best moments as a Suns fan question? Uh, no, we haven't. I thought we right. did, didn't we? Didn't I think we, talk we talked about, about. I think we talked about it before. Yeah. The episode before we were recording. Okay. Oh, so I gotta let me think about this because the one I said before we were recording would be such a lame answer. <laughs> I okay, I I'll talk about mine first because I can I can think of some. So I'll give you my like what's I don't know. We've been going for how long we've we been going for? It's been like an hour um, and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's it's around there. Uh we'll just fuck it. We'll just make this one a really long episode. Um <laughs> my so I'll give like my in-person moments and like on TV. For like on TV, it was the best one was the value. I think that's pretty easy. 
I was going crazy. We were like running around the house screaming. It was insane. That's a good um, answer. That's a really good answer. And I did not think about that. Because <laughs> um, we, we were with other like someone else's house who were also Suns fans. There's uh-huh. a lot of people there. Um, worst was, I mean, probably, I mean, obviously watching us lose the finals, but I also hated, and we talked about this, Arian, was the Karis LeVert mm-hmm. missing the game-winning jumper in the bubble. That was that was awful. Oh, bad. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I mean, in person, I was just there for the Cam Johnson buzzer beater. Um, so that was awesome. But I also remember this magic. We were it was against the Magic, ironically. Um, in 2019, it was a game where we were down like five, and Booker hit a three. And then went down and got a steal, came all the way back down and hit another three. All oh, in I like, do remember that. You remember that? I was there for that. That was. That oh, you were at insane. that game. Yeah, I was at that game. That's that's lit. That was my favorite son. Uh, my favorite game I'd ever been at until the Cam Johnson one. Actually, well, I other than like because I went to a finals game, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead, Arian. Yeah, uh, my best one was. Uh, I went to game four of the finals last year. Uh, obviously, we lost. It's bittersweet. Yeah, we lost, but it was just the, it was the best game I've seen from Devin Booker. Like, not, not the best necessarily, but he was hitting some of the toughest shots I've ever seen. He had 40, 40 or 42, something like that. Uh, he was just hitting some crazy, crazy shots that game. And then the worst was also in action the same game, probably. Uh, <laughs> Other than the Karis LeVert thing, because uh, Isaac already talked about that, but the the block, the Giannis block, on um, DeAndre, it was also in that same game. See what what happened was we were sitting, I was sitting behind the hoop, like up uh, up top, so it looked like he dunked it in, like it looked like he made it, but all the Bucks fans are cheering, so I was just so confused. And I looked at the replay and like he blocked it. I was like, oh, I was like, I was so pissed. <laughs> um, this is such a hard question for me. Um, I'm going to go with best moment. I think for me, of course, making the finals, I think that's something I've never gotten to, um, see as a Suns fan, but, um, one of the coolest things to me was when I went to the last game I went to in Chicago, um, I'll give two different moments from that game. Um, being so close to all the players. I don't know if you guys saw my seats, um, but I was basically like first row right next to the sun's tunnel. So I literally got to dap up every single player coming out. Um, and then after the game, Aaron, have you ever been to the United center? Yeah. I have. What's the, what's the little restaurant in there called like the super fancy restaurant. Uh, um, I, I never ate the restaurant. Well, <laughs> I was waiting after the game by the, the, the tunnel for to see if Devin Booker would come back out. Um, and one of like the security guards told me like, Oh, he's, they're probably going to be in this, this restaurant. So I fucking like ran to this um, like random restaurant. I just like, it was like me and like four other Suns fans. Um, and I got to dap up with Jay Crowder and he talked to us for a little bit. Um, Devin Booker never ended up actually coming. Cause I was trying to get him to sign my Jersey, but yeah, I got to talk to Jay Crowder, which was really cool. It's really cool. Um, Worst moment, though, is probably losing in the finals. 
I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you guys did. This might make me sound like a bitch, but I definitely shed some tears. I definitely cried a little bit. Me too. That, that, was, that was a sad time. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm going to say I'm going to give the easy answer because losing the finals. Um, yeah. If I give a more broader statement, I think something that really irritated me and just a bad memory of being a Suns fan is all the shitty draft picks we've had. Um just in the past, especially in those rebuilding years, because it kind of made our rebuilding year just useless. Yeah, I did think of one more thing. After the Suns won the Western Conference Finals last season, and they had all the people, like, pulling up to the airport and shit, I definitely pulled up to that shit. (laughs) It was so fun. It was insane. Wasn't there like a thing where after they lost, there was only like two people that actually showed up to see the bus or whatever? Was that an actual thing? I think so, yeah. But like, if I had, I feel like they asked, they started asking us not to come, didn't they? Like, oh, really? They didn't, they didn't want people going anymore. I thought, like, I thought thought like Devin Booker like reposted and it was like he was happy about it or something. I don't know, man. I would have gone. If I knew about that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think anything's going to top anytime soon unless it happens again with someone cooler. But talking to Jay Crowder is probably one of the cooler things in recent history that I've gotten to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I feel like we no, covered everything. I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the We Know Ball podcast. We will be right back with you uh, the day tomorrow for you guys. It will be Thursday. I think the yep. tomorrow, this one drops on Wednesday. And then the Wednesday one, it should be 11 a.m. Uh, MST. And then the second one for the Heat game will drop uh, on Thursday, same yep. time. Uh, we're we're working on a very special guest, one that we tried and failed to get before, uh, and we're working on getting him back on for real this time. So we're very excited for that. Yep. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the We Know Ball Podcast. Um, the Suns are really fucking good, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you. Peace. South.